0: Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the latest news as we inch forward closer to Disney's reopening. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to today's show. Today is Thursday, June the 11th, 2020 my name is jason and i am your host today i am back for two weeks in a row i know everybody's excited i I know our our numbers have climbed and we have so many additional listeners they're flocking (laughs) back as they know my return came but i know it's really not me they came to listen to it's the other two it's adam
1: what's up everybody
0: and john
1: you best start believing in pandemics miss turner you're in one. Mm. Ah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I'm glad you saved that for when Jason came back.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. The pandemic doomsayer, is it were. Yeah. <laughs> so where should we begin this week? I, I mean, I know on, on my mind, of course, is that uh, we've had a very, I don't know, reflective week. It's been a very big week in the world. Um, so mm. it feels a little weird to be talking about Disney. As we said last week, I'm still very much in support of all the protests and everything going on. And I've been encouraged to see a lot of the change that is happening. So I'm uh, glad to see people taking a stand and letting their voices be heard.
2: I took part in two of them locally this weekend. So
0: my wife really wanted us to go. COVID, of course, scares me into staying away from crowds. So yeah. But I've done my part in some of the other ways that if you don't want to go to a protest, there are places where you can give, things like that, that you can do. But I thought I would be remiss without mentioning everything else going on in the world because Disney seems almost like a minor issue at this point. Um, But, you know, some people are still looking for a little joy, a little happiness, and I guess Disney is on its way to reopening and... In typical fashion, much of the Disney Twitterverse and fandom is up in arms over every little bit of news that's coming out about Disney reopening. So yeah. there's been a lot of news this week on that. Where where should we start? Which, which item should we begin with?
2: Well, here's a short story to begin with. Cinderella Castle, the painting has resumed. <sighs> so... When we do go back, whenever that is, uh, we will get to see basically a pinkish blue castle. That's going to be beautiful. You think so? I don't know. I'm still going kind of on the fence.
0: Well, what about like that? I rewatched Happily Ever After, mm-hmm. the fireworks spectacular on YouTube the other day. Brought a tear to the eye again. There's that one part where they really amp up sort of the blue on the top of the castle with the the lasers and it looks pretty good. So, I think it'll look pretty good.
1: I always hold my breath when they make any changes, you know that. But that's with anything. I'll say this, I guess in their track <laughs> record, it's like every other time they seem to get it right with the castle, so I think we're on the good side right now. Um so maybe that's it that's a positive. That's <laughs> uh, you know. We'll see.
2: It's not the pink birthday cake, it's more of yeah. a Yeah. Right. Different kind of pink. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Like I said. Not really pink. I they guess.
1: seem to get it right every other time. so Right. I think we're on... I th- if I remember correctly, I think we're on the... Should be on the good side of that <laughs> equation yeah. or whatever you want to call it.
2: I think it's going to look good. I like the way the blue looks. It's like a deeper blue than what it was. It's, it kind of looked like a faded out blue before. Now, it's like a really royal blue, I guess, and... The pink is kind of like Disneyland's pink or Disneyland Paris's pink. It's very similar to those, so hmm, I'm not as thrilled with the pink part, but it's gonna look good together. So,
1: uh, I mean, I'm I, I'm comfortable in my masculinity. I'm okay with pink. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I like pink. It's just that <laughs> I don't necessarily want it to be on the castle exactly like all the other castles. If that makes sense, right? Like, all yeah, the other the castles.
1: the, the blue gray fits. In my opinion, I guess it, yeah. It's like is, is it it's gray? Always been. It's kind of more gray. Yeah, it's yeah. Gray.
2: It's like always been so now off kind of joining, joining the all the other castles instead of being unique. Except for I guess Tokyo hasn't done it yet, have they? I'm not sure, but anyway, that happened, and it it will definitely be complete by the time we get back. You know, because it's almost done now. It seems like
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it'll be done by the time I go back.
2: <laughs> yeah, whatever <laughs> that is. Yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Come on, Jason. Surely it'll be sooner rather than later, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. We'll see. Very tempted.
0: The next one I was going to bring up is that uh, let's talk a little bit about the, am I going to get to go to the parks if I'm staying on property? And the short answer is you're not guaranteed anything. So.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: This is one of those things where the new resort, their new reservation system is coming out and people are wondering if they just need to book up the hotel rooms if i have a hotel room i'll automatically be able to get in the park that is not the case in order to get into a park you have to have the reservation so for instance if you do have a dining reservation in the park that does not that also does not guarantee you a park reservation you have to have both the park reservation and the dining reservation sounds like you got to make sure you've got it all lined up. I mean, this makes sense to me. I know a lot of people are up in arms about it because it makes planning really far in advance difficult, but like I said last week,
2: you're going in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess we have to remind ourselves continuously of that because most people are like just wanting it to be back to the way it was and... I want my Fast Passes, I want my dining reservations, I want my resort and park hopping and everything that comes with a normal Disney trip. But this just isn't normal times. Right.
0: It's one one of those things where some people are postulating, are they trying to discourage people from coming? And I wouldn't say that Disney is trying to discourage people from spending money. They would never do that. (laughs) Of course not. I don't think they really want a lot of people to descend from out of town, especially in the early days. I think they really want it. I I mean, it, the, if you're a local Disney World's still going to be an option for you because it's, you know, you can go when you get the reservation, but Mm -hmm. if you're planning, you know, a trip for say late July, you might have a week booked at a resort and you might only get a reservation to go to a park, three of those days who knows right you can't know for sure so why spend all the money to go if this is like your once in a lifetime trip now is not the time to do that yeah
2: and that ties into another story which is if you did have a trip booked your ticket is good until september 26th of 2021 now before they were cutting it off i think december 15th 2020 if you had a trip booked this year you already had tickets I think it's probably take this year off and plan an even bigger trip next year, maybe like next spring, summer. So that's probably what you should do rather than trying to go during the middle of this pandemic still.
1: And hope there's no plague next year.
2: (laughs) Right. You know, if 2020 has taught us anything.
0: (laughs) There's hope that we're on a good path to a vaccine, which means 2021 could be looking up. Um, Now, in the olden days, we did not pull out vaccines so quickly. It used to take many, many years to develop one. So the last time we had a similar pandemic, like the Spanish flu, that was like a three-year endeavor, but I don't think we're in for that same long haul here, because we have a lot better science now. And I know a lot of people aren't into science these days, because you know, I read a lot of the internet, and (laughs) I do a lot of work in science and people just, it's one of those things where people study their whole lives and learn a whole field and learn about a topic and they, they spend a lot of time on it. And then some random guy on the internet just tells them they're making it up and they're full of it. Well, but you know, that's the way the world works.
1: Yeah. Just to give an extreme example, you, there are flat earthers that exist once again, apparently. So that's something you would have thought we would have. We're taking
0: a lot of controversial stances here, John, you know. (laughs) I just want to be clear that Traveling with the Mouse podcast is anti-flat earth. I would hope so. We are for the curved earth. It is a a globe. Spherical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I had someone not too long ago say that they would go to the ends of the earth to prove me wrong, and I think they'll come around. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Jungle Cruise
2: joke, John? (laughs) Very (laughs) much so. Is that sounds like one of the uh, jokes they would tell as you're waiting for
1: the dock to clear ahead. Yeah, it it could work. Like, two lefts don't make a right, but two rights made a plane. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of the jokes I remember pulling up. They try to see how many they can fit in. Right.
0: <laughs> as we're pulling up, there's a dock on your left and a dock on your right. That's what we call a
2: paradox. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, yes. Never get tired of those. Right.
0: Yeah, no. I, I will probably laugh the hardest I've ever laughed on the Jungle Cruise when I go back. Remember when the big news story was that the Jungle Cruise boat sank? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do. Seems like so long ago now.
2: Yeah, it's like ancient history now. Yeah. I long for the days when that's what we can complain about.
0: <laughs> we like, that's the craziest thing that's ever going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little do we know. 2020. Hold my beer. Anyway, let me pull this out since we were talking about COVID a minute ago. I'm not trying to be a downer in this case either, like, like Jason. But I seen an article that says, and this is in the headline here. So it says guests from certain states and regions won't be allowed into Disney World until they have self isolated. And oh yeah, mm-hmm. they okay. It says as of publishing time, the following states are under a mandatory 14 day quarantine. Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. I'm trying to figure out how they enforce something like that, though.
0: Unless it is extended, this order is set to end on July the 7th. So it shouldn't be an issue if they don't extend it, and I don't think they will, because those three states, while they were big hotspots, are actually doing pretty well now. There are different states that I think would be
2: might be added to that
0: (laughs) to put on that list at this point yeah yes but it's an executive order that i think the way they've done it early on in the pandemic when i saw them doing stuff like this it's basically like when you check in and you show your driver's license Mm -hmm. i think that they sort of ask you or I don't know how they enforce it really well, that's
1: what I'm saying It's like okay I'm only going to be here for three days well we have to know you've you have to wait two weeks before you can spend your three days I mean you know you see what I'm saying I'm like huh
0: well that's the thing I mean they do it whenever you go to other countries now which is why nobody's gonna go on any any overseas trips this year unless they have a lot of time off because most countries not most but a lot of countries are requiring you to do a two-week quarantine when you land
1: mm-hmm. even Hawaii's doing it. I was just thinking, how would you enforce that? Unless maybe, are you required to like, let them know ahead of time if you're from those states, like they see you're going to be coming there and they see you're from one of those states, like you have to let them know two weeks ahead of time that or something. I don't (laughs) know. Maybe there's a system now where when you try to book, you have to
2: confirm either with your driver's license or something and you have to confirm where you're
1: from. Maybe, I don't know. It's like two weeks before your trip, you're going to have to turn your webcam on. And we're going to have to prove that you're inside your house. We're going to have to watch
2: you. (laughs) Well, there's mobility Mm -hmm. data, right? Yeah, there's that.
1: There
0: is, but the (laughs) mobility data does not tell you. um,
2: Specific people, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can tell
0: you a whole lot about mobility data if you guys want to dive into that. I'm (laughs) kind of an expert.
2: (laughs) How many people have driven through Disney property while it's been closed?
0: (laughs) I can get you relative numbers yeah the thing is with mobility data is there's not tracking on every single person. It's more you know Broad. people who have opted in on some of these ad tracking things and stuff like that. and when you use Google Maps, so you know you look at relative values, not absolute values.
2: Well, it's probably in your EULA
1: every time you uh update your iOS or your uh, Android phone agreements that kind of thing. I was going to say, that's Jason's official answer, and he's sticking to it.
0: (laughs) I don't collect any of this data, (laughs) but there's a lot of people that do, and then we use it. So So should I give a a sad story,
2: since I'm the downer? It's 2020. Why not? Yes, Eeyore.
0: Give Kids the World is closed until further notice. Yeah. We knew it was going to stay closed, but basically, Make-A-Wish is not going to be sending their at-risk kids on any trips right. until a vaccine is yeah. widely available. Basically, give kids the roles had to lay almost everybody off for now.
2: Yeah. That but, is, I mean, uh, it's but,
0: understandable that we're not going to be sending at-risk children right. to the theme parks.
2: Yeah. We've met Pamela, so we know them. Very upsetting that that has to happen, but it's just the way it is. Well, hopefully next year, though, they can get back going and uh, stronger than ever.
0: I think once this vaccine hits, you're not going to be able to get a reservation at Disney World. And there's going to be tons of people. This is not going to be available.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. Because the 50th is going to be going on next year. And then all these new things are going to be opening on top of hopefully having a vaccine. And people
1: are just going to go crazy. So... Next year might be insane, trying to go. But. I'm I'm tempted to just go and have a resort vacation if I go. Some people would say, "Oh, how can you not go to the parks?" Well, you know, I would not mind actually just staying at one of the resorts and Enjoy, just kind of yeah. hanging out. I've never truly done it. I mean, I've done it a little bit, but not. So either.
0: you want to know my idea for a for a post pandemic Disney vacation that I'm like sure. half joking about? Because I've been working so hard, all these things, I ha- we haven't gone anywhere. I'll never be able to talk my wife into this. And, but but let's just, let's just go with crazy. Let's assume money is not an object, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's what I would do. I would go for four weeks.
2: Four weeks. Yeah.
0: One week, one week per resort. I would pick DVC resorts and I would stay in one bedrooms so that I have a full kitchen. Like yeah. I said, money is no object here. So I would spend a week at Yacht and Beach Club. Okay. And during that week, I would just hang out at Yacht and Beach Club and go to Epcot. Yeah. Just stroll around. I wouldn't go anywhere else. I would do a week at the Polynesian. I know they don't have one bedroom, so I'd have to settle for a studio because I'm not doing the bungalows. I mean, (laughs) I know money's no object, but let's not get crazy here. Okay. (laughs) I would do a week at
1: Animal Kingdom Lodge.
0: And I think I'd do a week at the at the Riviera.
1: Riviera and Hm. Okay. And this would all come to a grand total of.
0: <laughs> I did it. I did some back of the envelope math. And I think you're talking 20 to 30 grand just for the hotels. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> for a yes. month,
2: most likely. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would pick those four, honestly. I think I would probably pick Boardwalk instead of Beach Club. I mean,
1: I would pick Yacht Club. That's the most relaxing. Well, it's not DVC, though, right? Like you said. So.
2: Right. I would probably do Bay Lake Tower. If we were doing DVC, I'd probably pick Bay Lake Tower. That's interesting. Where else would I go? I might actually just do Bay Lake Tower, Grand Floridian, and Polynesian <laughs> as my... <laughs> I'm, and <gonna> then <laughs> I'm just going to
1: put all my luggage on the monorail and go to the next resort. <laughs> I would kind of split it up a little bit, so kind of like Jason did, though, a little bit. Yeah.
0: What would be your four, John,
1: if you got a week per resort? If I had to pick a DVC, I'm kind of surprised Adam said this because I would think that I would actually pick Contemporary just because of the DVC amenities and rooms in comparison to the other two. So I would pick Bay Lake Tower as the yeah. one over there. If I were going to pick the Epcot one, I got to be honest, as far as DVC parts go, Beach Club and Boardwalk leave less to be desired than some of the others, even though I love Epcot Resort area. If I'm going to be staying there for a week... I'm probably going to go beach club just because my only complaint at beach club was it was where I was staying. It was kind of further away from the main stuff. But if I'm going to be staying there for a week, it's not going to matter as much. I would do animal kingdom lodge, but I would also, I would mix it up a little bit. I would do Saratoga just because I think that's going to be like less crowded and a little more like a chill place to use as one of mine. So I think I would pick Saratoga.
0: So I was going to say that, is an option to replace yeah. my Riviera because it just depends. Riviera I picked cause it's new and it's on the line, but Saratoga has got that more relaxed vibe and you can do a golf
1: yeah. week or something or- like that. Or old yeah. Key West. I mean, it would be one of those two cause they're both kind of mm. that similar feeling, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think I would just stick to the Monorail loop to be honest. Those are my favorite three resorts anyway. And I could add Wilderness Lodge to that or Boardwalk probably. I love Wilderness Lodge, but. but yeah.
0: Now my next step is to price out what it would be if so of course you can't you can't book a whole bunch of stuff in advance if you did a whole month. But what if you tied the dining plan on the the deluxe of course, all three meals yeah, at sure. Disney? what would you come out at the end of those 4 weeks looking like um,
2: <laughs> i would look like tim allen in the uh, santa claus after, <laughs> after he started uh transforming
1: see i don't know with me i mean i would love you to have the options i don't think i would still push it just because that's just not who i am anymore <laughs> i i mean i don't i don't i don't like stuffing myself but you know it's just me i would love to have the option of the selections for sure the quality
2: well then I picked the th- the best resorts for this because you just go California Grill, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's no object, well, actually, I don't think uh, Victoria and Alberts qualifies for the even the deluxe dining plan doesn't that? You know, you've got Ohana, you've got all these other great uh, restaurants on the Loop, man. The Wave. Yeah. Artist which Point. Which
0: I I guess that would be a good uh, thing to talk about. Which uh restaurants are opening when the resorts yeah. and everything do
2: you even have a full list good point so we do okay. yeah well,
0: i do i have a full list so beginning on june 22nd uh the dvc deluxe villa resorts and the campgrounds at fort wilderness will open uh, we don't have a date yet on the rest of the resorts but here's a couple of things to note there will be only one character dining experience and it's modified and that will be topolino's terrace flavors of the riviera and we're assuming they're going to do what they did uh in shanghai where the characters probably just come out and wave and nobody gets to go take pictures with them right Right. you take a picture from from a distance distance,
2: i think that's smart of disney to do that because they it's the newest one and they will draw people to riviera so they can check it out I've done
0: that, that dining, because that was yeah. the last thing I did before I left yeah. uh, in February. Yeah. And it, it was good, and I could see how it could work. And the reason I think it'll work is because the Riviera Topolinos Terrace is a is a signature at night. The tables are more spread out than mm-hmm. they are at some of the other ones. You know, it's not nearly as jam-packed anyways, so I think that's good. They can you know, open it up a little bit. I think that's one of the reasons they let that one go.
2: Yeah
0: so here's the rest of the list so let's go to bay lake tower first Uh, bay lake tower is going to have the wave open the wave lounge contempo cafe and cove bar Mm -hmm. so no california grill
2: that makes sense
0: Uh, boulder ridge villas is going to have whispering canyon cafe and roaring fork copper creek also adds in geyser point bar and grill Uh, Mm. disney's animal kingdom village kadani village have Sana'a, Kadani Breakfast at Sana'a, Sana'a Lounge, and the Maji Pool Bar. Beach Club Villas will have the Beaches and Cream Soda Shop, the Beach Club Marketplace, and Martha's Vineyard. Boardwalk Villas will have Trattoria Al Forno, but no character dining. The Pizza Window, the Bakery, Leaping Horse Libations, and the Abracadabar. Abracadabar, I can never say that one right. And the Fort Wilderness will have P&J Southern Takeout, Meadow Snack Bar, and Crockett's Tavern. Old Hmm. Key West has Olivia's Cafe, Goods Food to Go, Gurgling Suitcase. Polynesian will have Kona Cafe, Captain Cook's, Pineapple Lanai, and Barefoot Pool Bar. Riviera, as we've already said, has Topolino's Terrace, Primo Piatto, La Petite Cafe, and Bar Riva. Saratoga has Artist Palace, Paddock Grill, Rock's Pool Bar, and Grand Floridian will have the Grand Floridian Cafe, Gasparilla Island Grill, Enchanted Rose, Beaches Pool Bar and Grill. So what we see is that we're basically going to have no signatures really, no yeah. characters, sort of more like the quick service and in some cases the like the regular dining experience.
2: Yeah, I imagine because the signatures require more guests to break even and turn a profit per night than the others do, that's my yeah. guess.
0: And there's going to be additional mobile ordering for the quick service. Like Contempo Cafe is going to have mobile ordering now. That's going to be interesting.
2: This is an interesting thought. I don't know if this will change anything. But with all these signatures not being open, it makes you wonder, will the chefs and the staff change completely when they do reopen because people have been out of work or they have to move on to something else? Does that mean the signatures may not be the same anymore and some restaurants may go downhill if so to speak you know well, some of them needed like, a change
0: i would assume they're keeping the head chefs probably on some sort of retainer
2: it would i actually. would hope but just makes you wonder is there going to be a shake up that maybe some restaurants will do better afterwards and then maybe some of the ones that are on top now or before all this happened Will they change and not be as good? You know and that kind of thing.
1: Well, I mean, where else are these chefs going to go?
2: I mean, there's plenty of restaurants in Orlando that you could do, but I'm just yeah. But all of them are struggling
1: there. from a lack
0: of foot traffic. That's what moment, I'm saying. Right? That's was right. my point. Where are they going to yeah. go?
2: I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a thought. I mean, right? I mean, wonder. I
0: feel like restaurants in general are struggling a little bit, but they have sort of adapted to this, you know, takeout delivery model. But you got to think in Orlando, the ratio of restaurants to people is more skewed towards assuming you have a ton of outs- outsiders, yeah.
2: tourists yeah. there, right?
1: Right. And
0: so there's too many restaurants there. Yeah. If nobody's without tourists from yeah. out of town.
1: I mean, we're talking about a state in which its success is pretty much built on people coming in from out of state. I mean, right. it's, gener- its main revenue, tourist state. all over the entire state, is from out of stateers. So. Yeah, tourism. Yeah. Yeah, it's not mentioned they're not getting as much toll money from us as well. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. So the roads are going to be crap when we go back. <laughs> I mean, disrepair. Like they some of them already are, but
0: did you see by the way related to the hotels, the email people were was the emails that people were getting if they had a reservation from June 22nd to July 4th. Right. At a non-open resort.
2: Yeah, you could basically transfer to an open resort or you had to cancel, right? What, what I else? could get a little dicey. I forgot it's all just, the details. You
0: had, to re- you had to respond with, I'm still planning on coming, yeah. I'm planning on modifying, or I'm canceling. Right. Of course, Disney's not charging any fees or anything like that. And you're allowed to modify or cancel your resort up to the date of your arrival.
1: So the option was plan on coming, plan on modifying, or plan on canceling. Those were three options, right? Yep. So if you just say, I plan on coming, I mean...
0: It says, if you have a reservation at a Disney Resort hotel that won't be open during your travel dates, we can help modify your hotel reservation. And if you have a room and theme park ticket package, we can help modify that too.
2: So if you're staying at All-Star Sports and you had it booked, you have to transfer to a DVC resort, which means you're going to be paying like five times more... You have to pay the difference. Uh, they're not going to give you the same price, I'm assuming. didn't. so.
0: I I would assume not. But if you're going to All-Star Sports, you're probably going to go to the theme parks. And those aren't open yet. Right. Like I, All-Star Sports is a fine place. But it's not the place that I think most people would pick to be like, I'm going for a resort only stay. <laughs> exactly. Let me go to All-Star Sports.
2: I just want to hang out at All-Star Sports all day. Yeah. Well, especially because certain this is another story I'm throwing in here is there's certain things that won't be available when the resorts do open, and that's of course, I don't know when whenever all stars opens, the arcades might be available, but for the resorts that are opening are no arcades, campfires, any character experiences, the dog parks, which I'm trying to think would that just be Fort Wilderness maybe. The boat rentals, pin trading, any playgrounds, spas, salons, and of course, baby, baby, boutique. But also, the electrical water pageant will not be uh, happening.
0: That one was weird to me. Why not? Because there's not enough people there to even look at it.
2: Well, either that or it could draw a crowd on the beaches or somewhere around. You know, I guess it could draw a crowd. Maybe that's the thought. Uh, especially if there's no fireworks. People will just clamor for any kind of entertainment, so maybe they're just like, don't want to have everybody at the resort crowding the beach at the Polynesian or the dock at the Grand Floridian to watch this. So that's my
1: thought about that one. I don't know. Well, not last week, but the week before when we said something about um, the fireworks, and I said something about them just showing it on Disney+. And you mentioned something about how much it costs to do that. And I I got to thinking about that when I was listening back and I was like, you know, yeah, there's people, the people that are watching the fireworks are already there. They're not making any extra money, but yet they're doing the fireworks. (laughs) So, I mean, they're really essentially doing that to just enhance the experience. They don't I mean, They're spending that kind of money. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say?
0: Well, the point is, is that people aren't going to like right now, They're not doing fireworks, which means some people are like, well, it's not worth going, right? There's a whole lot of things that they do even after you've paid. Like, for instance, the ride breaks and they fix it and you still get to ride it that day, right? Because they know they want you to keep spending money in the future and they know that a positive experience and a positive review gets more people to come. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, the fireworks is a draw to get people to book.
2: Yeah, and more like you see how crowded the Polynesian, Grand Floridian, and Contemporary get on 4th of July night because everyone's getting dining reservations and all this stuff so they can be as close as they can to the fireworks. Uh, So yeah, I'm sure the restaurants do really well those nights as well. And of course, it's usually a near-capacity day at Magic Kingdom too when they do the 4th of July fireworks.
0: Yeah, I was there on 4th of July last year.
2: Yeah, I remember. I was just
0: thinking, we we discussed this, you know, a year ago, we were upset that we came up one ride short. Yeah,
2: that was our biggest problem a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> How times have changed. Right.
0: Remember when the Jungle Cruise boat sank? I know I just brought that up. <laughs> yeah. well, remember that when was... the people mover caught fire? Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Remember right, the the this escalator thing? Remember when Haunted Mansion turned the wrong way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And the and the backstage opened. Yeah. I think that was just just like omens. Those were just omens of what
2: was to come. <laughs> right. Like this year is gonna be crazy. Just be prepared.
1: Be prepared. Yeah.
0: I did really like that though. Yes. That one exactly. meme today singing as uh, two out of the three of us live in Atlanta. Um, that you know, it's not always how you start; it's more how you finish. This year could still shape up to be pretty good. Just ask the Atlanta Falcons. They were up twenty-eight to three.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, ask the New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah. But see, the th- yeah. the thing about that is, you're on the Atlanta side of that equation. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's not the side you want to be on. <laughs> And we all know about Atlanta and sports teams. You really don't want to make those analogies, uh, <laughs> or Georgia for that matter, <laughs> and sports teams.
0: Well, I do not. I do not care about the Falcons. So I am a Carolina Panthers fan.
2: So, right.
1: well, aside from
2: the '95 Braves and the Atlanta United of what, what year was that?
1: 2018. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was like last year, I think, wasn't it? How many times
2: did you say you've watched the Braves
0: win the World Series? This. In this quarantine job? Oh, I
1: said three times. (laughs) I actually borrowed that. But it's like it's a a, a historic season. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, more or less, I went back and watched the ones that they lost and try to figure out just exactly what happened, you know. I've come up with Mm -hmm. some... I mean, I was analyzing it. I can't believe I would be analyzing anything. It's not like that's how my brain works or anything. But um, it's very interesting this... The stats I kind of came up with in that meantime, but since this is not a Braves podcast, it's a Disney. podcast. <laughs> save it for the traveling with the Braves
2: podcast. I <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess that's kind of weird. But,
2: right.
0: So I guess we never really mentioned that it's official that the NBA is moving yeah. into Disney World officially. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we made a sports connection after yes. all. Okay. By the end of July, right? So that's yeah. That's why
2: some of the hotels are going to be remain closed is because all the nba players are going to be there
0: <laughs> I, I think they're putting them up at coronado um yeah but it's not all the teams there's 22 teams that are coming back they're going to do like eight games to figure out the final seating and then they're going to have a playoffs so you hit on the experiences that are closed right you hit yeah. on arcades and all that mm-hmm. did you talk about what's open
2: no we haven't i guess officially no
0: so the things that will be open, most pools will be open. Some of the specialty pools will not be open. Like Stormalong Bay is not going to be open.
2: Oh, that sucks. Uh,
0: yeah, if you're at Yacht and Beach Club, guests at Yacht and Beach Club will be able to go over to to the Luna Park pool at Boardwalk Villas.
2: Hmm. Wow, um, and be scared. Let's well, say so it's hardly a trade-off there, but yeah. right. it's not <laughs> so a fair be trade. Be frightened
1: out of their minds. <laughs> the it wasn't scary the creepy already. clown slide. <laughs>
0: Yep. Yeah. Um so the pools, poolside activities, movies under the stars will be will be there. Uh fitness center will be open, uh community halls, sports courts, fishing excursions, bike barns, horse trail rides, pool commander rentals, and golf will all be
2: yeah. available. And golf makes sense, obviously.
1: That's probably the easiest socially distancing uh sport you can do. Mm-hmm. They don't happen to catch that article that i don't know if it was serious or not i would kind of hope not about individual like carts <laughs> there yeah just to make sure right i mean yeah, i guess they were making, you know, that's what i would prefer uh to do if you know like they were talking about like new designs like it only has enough room for one person that oh sort of okay yeah i, seen that. <laughs> I <laughs> so think like it was almost i think a almost lot like of a scooter.
0: things are far-fetched because by the time they get these things rolled out yeah. this thing's going to be over
1: right well, that's that's what we would hope, right? I mean, i I would hope it's going to be over sooner rather than later.
0: I mean, let's assume it lasts a year from now. That's, I mean, you have to conceptualize this cart, put it into production, and then get people to buy it.
1: Yeah, maybe people will want to do that anyway. They're just like, you know what? I didn't really like riding with that guy. I'm I'm going to buy this cart, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my own cart
0: the one other thing by the way that will be open is the magical express so if you brave the airport you can take the bus with a bunch of other people you don't know in close confined quarters uh, to disney world where you'll be around a lot of other people you don't know um, for extended periods of time
1: Mm. i was trying to think I've, i've used dme once I'm not sure which was tighter, the seats that I had on the airplane or the seats on the magical express. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it wasn't a bad experience overall, but I don't, I come to think of it, I'm not even sure the bus was completely full, which was weird. I would think they yeah. would fill them up on purpose. I don't know how they worked that. But yeah.
0: And the last thing I wanted to bring up was that the rumor not news Mm -hmm. official. It might be official by the time we get this out is that you will not be able to park hop in the uh, new system. Yep. Uh, There is an email that went out from Virgin holidays, a UK travel agency that says a new park reservation system When the parks reopen park attendance will be managed through a new park reservation system to enter a park, both a park reservation and valid admission for the same park on the same date is required. Reservations need to be made via My Disney Experience in the coming weeks. You can request one park a day. As customers won't need to hop between parks, the hopper service is currently suspended. This reservation applies for all confirmed tickets through 2020, so reserve your parks as early as possible to help plan your itinerary.
1: Yeah, outside of trying to do something like the Challenge, maybe. I've not really utilized the park park hopping as much in recent years anyway. So it wouldn't really make a big difference to me if I was going to be there. I don't have any plans to be there, but I mean, if that were to be the case, I don't think I would, it wouldn't bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: We're regular hoppers, me and Adam are <laughs> now, especially now that we drive mostly to the parks. Yeah. It makes it so much easier to hop back when I was a bus taker. I thought hopping, like how do people go to all this stuff in one day, right. but you spend, you know, half your day on the bus.
2: Yes. Or waiting on the bus. But Jason is also a parking lot hopper. Once you pay for the uh, premium parking, (laughs) you just go drive through the other parking lots to get all the water.
0: (laughs) Yeah, recoup your money.
1: (laughs) You just brought up something, too, though. I mean, are they going to have premium parking offered when they come back? I'm assuming they will. You're going to get screwed on it, Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) If If you take it is what I'm trying to say.
2: Well yeah I guess yeah I was trying to think is, would that stop you from doing the parking lot hopping? probably because it'd probably force you to have a different color hang tag for each park or whatever. So well, I'm know. saying
1: there'd be no point if you can't yeah, park hop I,
0: I mean, so the thing about the park hop that's gonna really change because the reason we park hop, especially if you're Epcot, Hollywood, it's easy to pop park hop, yeah, you might have a morning park and then you have your dinner park.
2: Right, right, And Mm -hmm. so
0: Epcot, it's going to be an interesting place because there's so much construction and it's not that great of a park at the moment to spend your entire day at.
2: Yeah, plus I don't think it's opening until like 11 on most days. So if you're starting your day there,
1: you're going to have a very late start. I would say that back in the early days of the Animal Kingdom, it was most definitely a half-day park at best. So I know that... Like my family, now this is when I was still going like with my parents and everything. I was probably early 20s. What we did then was the Animal Kingdom the first part of the day and say maybe Magic Kingdom at night because it was going to be open later, um, things like that. But as far as like you know, multiple, like more than two parks in a day, not not very likely. That was probably the only time we really did that, though. Any of the other parks, you had enough time and you had enough things to do that you would spend the majority of the day there, so you didn't really... Park hop that much. We still had it available as an option.
0: I think I heard Animal Kingdom as a half day park. I think it's a half day park if you don't, like, if you're not trying to take advantage of some of the more walking trails and things like that. There's a way to make it a full day if you take your time and focus in on going to see the animals and things like that, especially
1: now. Well, I'm not really saying it is now. Back then, though, you got to think there was no Everest, there was definitely no Pandora. I mean, we're talking Kali, Dinosaur, yeah. Safari, Safari, yeah, Tough to Be a Bug, and then the Walking Trails, and then, of course, if you wanted to do the shows. So I think back then, yes, but people still say it
0: now. Like, Animal Kingdom's a very divisive park, because for me, it's one of my favorites, and some people just don't like it, right. because they think there's not a whole lot to do there. But it's a it's a
1: different type of park, right? Yeah. Intentionally so. When it came down to it, we we all agreed. It seemed that it housed the best attraction, right? Even though it, that's how it came it down. It won
2: our bracket, our April Madness bracket.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I agree. I think they're all could be full day parks,
1: you know, today except with <laughs> Epcot, maybe. But if you are gonna if you are gonna do everything, the Magic Kingdom is a multiple day park. So,
2: well, yeah, of course.
0: Magic Kingdom's a multi-day park. Epcot can be a full-day park if you aren't with kids as much, because you can do the World Showcase sort of stroll.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, once Ratatouille opens, you'll have Frozen in Ratatouille as a... Uh, yeah, I mean, once Epcot's fully open,
0: yeah, of course
1: it's a full-day park. It,
0: it, <sighs> it technically is now. It's just It's just walking through a construction zone. Do
1: this just, stuff. I just yeah. got to. I was just right. thinking, it's, would it even be physically possible to do absolutely everything the Magic Kingdom has to offer in one day? I don't even think it'd be physically possible.
0: Didn't Nathan do this?
1: The whole everything?
0: I think he did. Ev- he he tried to do every attraction.
1: Everything on the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Not eat at every restaurant.
1: Well, no, I'm not. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't really including that. I was talking about everything that's listed as an attraction. I guess. I think I you think could he, do did,
0: he tried to. I think he tried to do. Every attraction and show... I know he did it at Disneyland. I think he tried to do it at Magic Kingdom, too. We'll need to... Yeah, we'll have um, to... I need to, to go back that. and look. It's DM hard. Him. It's really hard to look stuff up anymore because, unfortunately, Monorail Coral took down the theme park challenge website, so we literally have to just go back to Twitter histories yeah, I... or just ask the person if they tried it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to our month at Disney. You guys uh, <laughs> saving up?
2: <laughs> yeah. Saving...
0: You know, maybe maybe the government will give us a thirty thousand dollars stimulus check. <laughs> sure. Earmarked Disney, Disney money.
1: It's like you say stimulus right. money. I say Disney money. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let me. Can I do a few?
0: Yeah, let's do your your thing. You have a couple of list this things. day in history, right?
2: Yeah, basically. So, as we're recording this, it is uh, Donald Duck's birthday.
1: He is, I think, 86 years old. The only one I remember is Mickey and Minnie because they're exactly like 50 years ahead of me. Right. So Donald Duck's first appearance was on a short
2: called The Wise Little Hen. And he looked a little different because I think in the early cartoons, Donald was kind of like had a longer beak and a longer neck and all that stuff. But that short is on YouTube if you want to see it. It is out there. The Wise Little Hen is called. And Clarence Nash did the voice of Donald. So it does sound like the Donald we you know, are familiar with from the old cartoons anyway. So there you have it. Donald Duck. His birthday. He also shares a birthday with Johnny Depp. He's quite a bit younger than uh, Donald. But... Jack Sparrow, I think, would be his most famous Disney role. But, of course, he's also the Mad Hatter. Uh, what else has he done for Disney? He was Tonto, wasn't he? <laughs> mm. That was Disney, was oh, Yeah, I think it was. The Lone yeah. Ranger. So,
1: Is it on Disney Plus? Anyway, Johnny Depp, Disney legend. Well, I mean, yeah, it goes without saying that he's a Disney legend. I mean, <laughs> just for Captain Jack, really? Yeah, I was going to say, even if it was just Captain Jack Sparrow, he's a Disney legend. Because that character alone had that kind of impact.
2: This is a very random one, but apparently June 10th, 2006, there was a brush fire that burned very near Walt Disney World and caused a very smoky odor and a haze around the majority of the property. Back in June of two thousand six, I was not there that particular month or year, so I wouldn't have known that. But I just thought that was an interesting thought. I, we've never there's been some wildfires in Florida before, but you you know they mostly get a lot of rain. So yeah. interesting that that happened. Uh, most and, of
1: them have snuffed out by the humidity alone before they get started.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, actually, this day, this week, I guess last year, Toy Story four was really? released uh, back in June 11th, I believe it was. Is that right? Thank Last you. year? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks well, Wow. So,
0: we've had Forky for a year.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's been a full year. And we went to see that one in theaters. Yeah, so did we. I think we all did, didn't we? Yeah.
2: I think we all did.
0: Yeah. That was my son's first time going to a theater to watch a movie.
1: I think that was Maddie's first time staying awake. For something in the theater. (laughs) So So another Disney
2: legend has a birthday coming up on June 12th, and that's Richard
1: Sherman. His birthday Mm -hmm. is coming up. He was born in 1928. What better song to sing for them than Happy Birthday because it kind of goes along with the same style as that they like to write in. To just repeat the same (laughs) lyrics over and over again.
0: Maybe they could get the Black Eyed Peas to to replace them now.
1: The black eyed yeah. peas.
0: Boom boom pow. <laughs> boom boom pow. Well. Wow.
1: Boom boom pow. Alrighty then.
0: Just say the same words over and over again.
2: <laughs> right. So the last major one that I wanted to mention that's coming up soon is June fourteenth. Back in nineteen fifty nine, a very major day at disneyland in california they dedicated three new attractions the matterhorn the disneyland monorail and the submarine Ooh. voyage all hmm. dedicated on june 14th I guess
0: that area was under a lot of construction because those are all kind of p- parts right of it
1: anyway yeah
0: next to each other yeah, yeah.
1: so adam you should celebrate so. this day because it's the birth of the monorail the Disney monorail, anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like other monorail systems <laughs> around the world.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. It had frequent stops, yeah. There's a, another Bob Gurr story about the monorail that day where he was taking, it was Vice President Richard Nixon at the time, ac- around the track, and he said, up to that point, the monorail had not ever made it a full loop without breaking down. Hmm. And so Walt is all of a sudden like, hey, throw him in here. And, of course, uh, he threw him in there with Nixon with no Secret Service. And he was, like, terrified that it was going to break down and he was going to be, like, shot and killed or something because he kidnapped the vice president. (laughs) But it actually made it through the whole loop. And, of course, he said, what does Walt do? And it finally made it around. He said, take him around one more time. So he had to do it again and hope and pray that it made it, and it actually made it a second time around as well. Mm. So,
0: Wow. That's so when story. we say the monorail is having all these problems, and it's breaking down <laughs> all this, it's just a retro look.
2: Right.
1: They're just going back to the original
2: <laughs>
1: monorail. Of course, we may have mentioned this on here before, but you mentioned Nixon and some of you out there may already you know this too, that he gave his I am not a crook speech. At the Contemporary Because he was staying there at the right. time yeah.
2: Yeah. Well I'm not a crook yeah. Yeah. Adam LeWoo has a video on that one I think where he goes into that actual yeah. room At the uh, convention yeah. Space of the Contemporary but It took place
1: at the Contemporary
2: Well since we're talking about all that of course John Lennon Famously uh, stated the Polynesian And signed the Paperwork to end yeah. the Beatles there nineteen seventy five or something like that or four that or one's something like
1: that. that one's really more subject to rumor the exact spot and that's just what they say but I don't think anybody's ever really confirmed it but you
2: know but he did stay there in that particular there's a they know the room right. that he stayed in so it's yeah, still there it's not like we can
1: ask him to this day so.
2: right of course you can ask Yoko I guess but I don't think she was there either because that was when he was kind of taking a break from her. <laughs> I believe it was May Pang, right? He was with her, not Yoko at that time. Anyway, weird segue. (laughs) There's one more that's really interesting. It was June 14th, 1965, when a planning meeting for Project Future took place at WED Enterprises. This meeting allowed Walt Disney to present his ideas for the Florida property to the board members and legal staff of Walt Disney Productions. Lawyers and consultants from the state of Florida Disney's legal staff from New York City all were in attendance. His staff now had a better idea of the scope of the project, and they began researching and crafting the necessary legal groundwork after that. Big day. That's very interesting.
0: We actually are wrapping up a pretty tight show here, unless anybody has a 30-minute detour they'd like (laughs) to take.
2: Well, let's do another detour. No, I have nothing.
0: Okay, so... I think my recommendations still hold that they are, of course, opening, um, but I still would not go, not yet, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're being reasonable. And if you do decide to go, please end up using all the advice that you've heard social distance, wear a mask, be careful out there, use hand sanitizer, and enjoy yourself because, you know, we all need a little break especially during some of these trying times uh, mentally yep. emotionally all those things so with that I think that's it for this episode where should where, where should we go uh, if you <laughs> want to buy things or learn more about our show
2: well you can go to our website which is travelingwiththemouse.com and there's links there to all the other outlets there's also an email address podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com you can email us there and we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash twtmpodcast. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash twtmpodcast is our spreadsheet store where you can get masks and other items with our logo on it. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at twtmpodcast.
0: So, for John and Adam, this is Jason. This has been Traveling with the Mouse. And we hope you join us on our next socially distant and virtual trip.
2: I really like Bob Chapic and Pixar. Just wanted to throw that oh. out there. Pixar's the best.
0: Pixar's great. Bob Chapic sucks. When we get to the other side of this, they're going to put out a press release, and it's going to say something to the effect of, we're pleased to welcome everyone back to Walt Disney World uh, with the medical all-clear Here's all the procedures for reopening. Here's going to be our grand celebration and fireworks. PS Josh Tomorrow is now running the company. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's hope so. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. All right.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll lead the parade down Main Street.